You've just been over in Vegas, are you glad to be back here? Yeah, I mean, I was there for so long, I started to count down the days coming back, so yeah, I'm finally back home. Weather's slightly different, but at least there's not so much air conditioning to worry about in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Weather's worse, I mean, I'm waking up to the rainy days, but I mean, it's home, innit? You can't beat home. So. And um, we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute, but you know, it's all about you. This fight, um, only your second professional fight, but your, your tip for big things? Only my second professional fight, but yeah, I mean, and, I got a bright future and God willing and I perform and I mean I'm, I mean I know I will but it's just more of a going all the way and I mean I definitely hope so I will. So. Do you think I mean because you're sort of very highly thought of in boxing circles does that put any more pressure on you to do to do well? No, not at all. I mean it's fighting and I like fighting. <laughs> so I mean when I'm in the ring I, I like to chin people. So it's, yeah, it's, it's just something I like doing. So not no pressure at all. Just, just fill us in a bit on your background for anyone that doesn't know. How did you? When did you first get into the, the boxing game? Um, eight years ago, age 15, walked into the gym, and um, I was a big sort of kid. I was six foot one when I was 14, so and then started at 15, and within a year, when I was 16, I was junior ABA champion. So I just stuck at it, grinded it out, and um, went through the educational process, finished that, and then turned professional. So educational education process being school or being uh, university or? Yeah, I went through. The, so I went to school, did 11 GCSEs, I went to college, and then I went to university, and then graduated in university. Wow! Uh, so you've got something to fall back on in you know 10, 15 years time when you when, when you've called it a day in, yeah, in the ring. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hope so. <laughs> I'd like to hope so. But yeah, most definitely. But as I said, it's only your second fight coming up. Um, realistically, this time next year, where would you like to be? Where would you like to see yourself? Realistically, in 12 months. I see myself fighting for some sort of titles. I mean, I wouldn't mind fighting for a British title, that would be very good. And um, Yeah, but like I said, I'm in no rush. I'm, I'm not really fussed. I leave that to the management, I leave that to the promoter, and whatever they think is best, something I'd go for. I'd fight anyone. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds very much like Daniel Dubois talk. He, he, he's he's a, 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 on a similar level. Do you, have you done much? Have you sparred Daniel? Yeah, many times. And um, I should be sparring him just before this fight, April 11th. So. I should be sparring both of them, but yeah, it'll, it'll be good work. And talking of sparring, there was a, an, another uh, rather famous sparring partner you've just had in Vegas, as we alluded to earlier on. How was that? Real good, real good. And um, such an awkward start and such a smart fight, you don't really get that nowhere else. No one can really replicate it. You can only get it from fighting an actual man himself. So it was a real good experience, and I, I'm humbled to be having it such a, at such an early stage in my career. And what was Tyson like with you? I mean, outside of the ring? Humble, same person, talk to him about absolutely anything. I mean, I'd sit down and talk to him because I was, I'm a actual fan of Tyson, so I'd sit down and talk to him about the Klitschko fight. And I mean, he'll tell us stories. I mean, anything you ask, there's no real, there was no real filter. Anything I asked, he had an he had um, answer for. So it was good. Yeah, his boxing knowledge is second to none. He's like an, a, a walking encyclopedia when it comes to boxing. Most definitely. And um, I was saying it to someone when he was preparing for Wilder. They, all, they were so serious about it. I mean, I would watch him spot. I mean, I'd watch him hit the bags. I'd watch him um, after sparring. His footwork was like, nope, your foot should be here. Nope, you should be doing this. Nope, you should be... Like, they were all precise to a T. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, before the fight, he said he was insistent that he was going to come out, knock him out in two rounds. We spoke to Deontay, everybody. A lot of people in boxing thought, ah, that's the mind games. It's going to be the same fight. You must have known different. Yeah, I mean, I said it would be a knockout. I knew Tyson was kind of putting the pressure on. Even from round one when he was running over across the ring and stuff, he was doing that in, in sparring. So, oh, okay. yeah, 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 he, he was taking it very serious. And and how was it sparring with him? I mean, does he really go for it? Is he really unloading in sparring, or did he take it easy on you? Did you take it easy on him? 
definitely going for it. There's times when um we were trading, literally just standing in the middle of the ring trading. And, like he was actually going for it. He was, he was coming on with new tactics and whatever you not. So yeah. And were you sort of trying to replicate the style of Wilder as best you could? I know that's very difficult because he's got quite a unique style, shall we say? No, he's too much of a bad boxer for me to replicate. <laughs> I was just, I was being myself, letting my right hands go, and um, and yeah, just having fun with it. Yeah, and and the fight itself, you were there, obviously. Um, uh, what did you make of that? Good experience, good atmosphere. I was saying he got a standing ovation after the actual fight. It seemed like 80% of the crowd was there for Tyson. It was, it was crazy. But the way in which he did it, I mean, I, I like. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're at the undercard press conference here for Dubois Joyce, April the 11th at the 02. Fighting on that card, the big man. David, how are you, mate? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, yeah, great card for you to be on. Yeah, no, most definitely. I was saying earlier, I mean, the fact that I'm experiencing these sort of big hall shows now makes it easy for my career later on. It's an experience I've all been, I love being a part of. Absolutely. Have you ever a little bit of time now to kind of reflect on your debut and were you ultimately pleased with everything that kind of happened? Pleased with the, um, with the turnout and the actual win. But I mean, my performance, I kind of washed my work a bit. I could have done more, could have done, could have done a, a bit more things. I didn't need to wash it as much, but I mean, I only get one debut, so I tried to make a statement. So, yeah. It's always more of an anticipation of your debut. It's not really kind of a true reflection. Everyone's eager to please and you're obviously eager to get a knockout and, and crowd please a little bit as well. So now you can kind of just focus on rounds and actually getting that experience. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, my, my next performance will be way more classier. I'll be more relaxed and whatever you know. I won't need to wash my work as much. I think everyone knows I can kind of bang now, so yeah. We'll come on to uh, kind of yeah your time out in Las Vegas, obviously, which was uh, very beneficial to your obviously your career, but obviously beneficial to Tyson Fury, seeing kind of what happened and unfold in Vegas. But um, can you give us a little summary of of your time in Vegas and how you found sparring with Tyson? All good work. I mean, um, I remember my first spar with him. I thought he's he's a bit different. You can't really get his style anywhere else. No one can replicate his style. You're only going to get it sparring him, and um, he likes to do a little one-two touch. And I thought, yeah, I'm saying these are all things I'm not really used to. But as time goes on, you start to suss them out a bit more. You start to start to figure out his style. You kind of know what sort of shots are going to come. But, I mean, he's awkward. He keeps you guessing all the time. And he keeps you thinking. If you ain't got a, a high boxing IQ, you're going to get caught and you're going to get put away. So, yeah. Obviously, a lot was made of kind of Tyson's comments before the fight about what his plans were to do to Wilder, which everyone kind of maybe said, oh, it's Tyson talking at the minute. You don't know whether to, to kind of take him literally or, or, or not, but he ended up kind of doing, more or less, apart from the round prediction, exactly what he said he was going to do. And Wilder was kind of quite um, negative, should we say, over uh, Tyson's power, calling him, you know, pillow-fisted, etc. in the build-up to the fight. But from a power perspective, um, can you kind of explain what that's like, uh, being one of his sparring partners for this? 
I mean, people don't really think Tyson's got power because he's known for, for his boxing ability. And um, he definitely hits harder than people expect. This is the thing. People don't expect him to hit as hard as he actually does. But, I mean, once you get to a certain weight, when you get to a certain weight, 120-something kilos, you're going to bang hard. Do you know what I mean? Um, I fought it before. He's definitely harder than people expect. So, yeah. Absolutely. So the first time you kind of had a taste of his power, what was your kind of initial thoughts to that? He caught me with a one-two in the first round, and I thought, yeah. <laughs> I remember I thought, yeah, and I, and I nodded at him, and I walked forward. It kind of kind of pissed me off a bit, and I thought, all right, cool. I know not to get caught with, with them sort of shots again. So, yeah. It's, I mean, for your kind of where you are in your career, very early on, to go out to Vegas to spar for kind of such an elite heavyweight fight is can only kind of help you and benefit you in your career as well, David. Most definitely. I mean, I think the fact that I mix it with these sort of guys now, at such an early stage in my career, come 10 years' time, not even 10, 5 years' time, I would have experienced it, been there, done that, I would have been in there with so many different styles, I would kind of know what to, what to expect from certain people. And um, Tyson himself, he's got such an awkward style, but I can kind of mix it with him. A lot of people ain't going to have the same sort of style as him, so I'll be able to mix it with them most definitely. Um, so obviously all you guys are known like there's guys like George Fox out obviously in camp etc etc and when you guys are sparring Tyson but are you guys kind of do you have spars with each other as well do the sparring partners spar each other so we all ask for the work in the first week there's a few obviously everyone says a heavyweight I'm like you know what let me get in there with them but yeah um, the team behind Tyson was just like look you guys can't spar each other and um, obviously we assume they don't want no one getting injured. Yeah. They don't want me knocking out the other sparring partners, do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't blame them, so yeah. yeah I always did wonder that, because obviously you're there primarily for a job, but then I suppose why would kind of Tyson then yeah, risk you guys kind of use getting cuts and, and not being able to kind of continue to spar when you're obviously your main reason of going there is to spar Tyson, so that obviously makes sense in that respect. But um, yeah, on to the next one. And uh, yeah, opponent-wise, a bit too early to kind of find that out. No, I've got an opponent. Oh, okay. Yeah, they gave me an opponent. Um, I mean, I don't want to say his name because before my debut, my opponents pulled out so many times. So, um, but yeah, they, they gave me an opponent. From what I know, it should be a sort, of, sort of an interesting story as to why I got this opponent. And um, But yeah, I'll let you know closer to the fight. Hopefully you don't pull out, so yeah. I kind of get that as well, because at this stage, kind of in your early fights, opponents do chop and change and that's just part of parcel of, of boxing here so yeah all right when you can reveal that story to us you let us know yeah no most definitely regardless of who it is they're going to get knocked out anyway so yeah it'll be real good it'll be real good all right well listen david thank you very much for giving us a little bit of time and uh we'll definitely catch up with you ahead of april the 11th at the o2 most definitely most definitely thank you Right now, women's boxing is thriving, and I've come to meet a fighter that's hoping to become one of Britain's next world champions. From being a Sky Scholar to now potential world champion, how's life changed? Dramatically. I'm not, uh, I'm not a term person anymore. 
I feel like I've grown in every which way. Tell me how. I've matured. Um, come out with shell, so to speak. And I'm excited for the future. Yeah. Are, are you? Are you now? Because I know. The, the, the fame and the attention side of it was not your favourite position to be in. You love the game. Yeah. Are, you, are you imagining to now balance it out and understand that's part of the game? Yeah, I understand, I, I understand more that boxing is a business and you can be the best boxer in the world, but if no one knows who you are, there's no point. I saw you out in Vegas at the, uh, mm. uh, the Mayweather gym and I had a wry smile on my face because I thought I, I've seen your journey travel through. Um, did you learn a lot whilst you were out there? I learned a lot about myself um, from the fact that I was there on my own and I didn't really like people. I didn't really <laughs> like socialising. Um, and because I was there on my own, it got to the point where I like, do you know, I craved people to talk to. Yeah. And the only time I got to speak to people was when I was in the gym. So I got to the point where I couldn't wait to go to the shop in the morning just to be like, oh, morning. So that, that really brought me out myself. And now you've obviously moved and you're back with Peter. Mm. Uh, feeling more comfortable, feeling at home. How's that work out for you? Like I said, I'm, I'm with people who I trust and I'm enjoying it. And you're fighting for a world title in your ninth professional fight mm -hmm. in Newcastle. Any pressure? No, not really. I, I'd, I'd rather have it there than anywhere else. It's my home city. It doesn't get better than that. It's ironic how it's turned out because you're stepping up in weight to fight like heavyweight uh, for the WBO title, uh, but you're not naturally that. So no. you, you've got a, a chance of actually winning that and stepping that back down and, and, and chasing a, 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 being a two-weight world champion. Mm, yeah, it's, um, it's a dream, really. And I'm fighting a champion, an active champion. So it's, it's a good step up, and these are the type of challenges I want. You work well on the inside. Again, I saw you in the pads. I see your footwork. I see Peter concentrating on your positioning. So it's just fine-tuning you from the days of representing England. Do you think you've shaken all of that amateur style off and now you're, you, do you feel established? I feel like my style's changed loads. I feel like I've still got a long, long way to come. I'm the most mentally strong I've ever been in my whole career. And I, I believe that is, that is down to Peter and the way he explained things. And I've got that sort of competitive personality where I need to win everything. I need to be the best at what I do. And, you know, I'd spar and I'd try to get the better of every spar. And it got to the point where I used to hit dread sparring in case I'd lose a spar or I'd get <laughs> caught. And I remember him always saying to me, I don't care if you get beat up this round. And I remember thinking, right. But then after a while, it got to the point where it was like, I just want to see you get that double jab off. And then it, it become more of like, right, focusing on one thing, getting your feet there, or rather than thinking, I've got to win this, I've got to win this. It's not just about training somebody physically, it's about training them mentally. Mm. So how he speaks to you, it's, it's very straight, no messing about. Is that what you need, or you need, do you need encouraging when you're training? No, not really. I'm more get straight to the point type girl. Um, rather than just say how it is. I know what I can do, and I'm, I'm always learning that. I've got faith in Peter. Again, I trust Peter's game plans. plans. So I believe I'm up there with the yeah. rest of them. Life may change mm. once yeah. you become world champion. The attention's going to be on you. The, the, the pressure, now you're mentally strong, is going to be there because you're world champion. Mm. You ready for that? Yeah, 
I think I am, yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. Whereas before, like, known from being a Sky Scholar, I, I used to, I was dreading the Olympics, I was dreading the pressure. I just wanted it over and done with to get on, but now I'm, I'm excited to show people what I can do and what I've learned and how good I can be. Now, before I let you go, one thing I do want to ask you about, it's been um, reported yesterday, we expect it to be confirmed either today or early next week, that Canelo Alvarez will be fighting for the WBO Super Middleweight title against Billy Joe Saunders. Just yes. want to get your, your take on that fight as, as someone with a lot of experience in the game. Fantastic <laughs> fight. Great. I'm so happy for Billy Joe. The guy, you know, he's done things his own way. You know, he's not always, I guess, in the past, he hasn't been a... He promoted his best friend because <laughs> he does what he wants. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But that's him. But listen, I always keep saying this: if a man is doing it, doing things his own way, and he eventually gets or has the opportunity to achieve his goal, doing it the way he did, then how can they be wrong? Billy has always wanted this fight for the longest time. I think <laughs> first of all, it was GGG was the man that was on his radar. But he got the bigger one. He got the big fish. You know, and this is a massive opportunity for Billy. Can he take Canelo's power? That's going to be a, 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 a very, very major question. And can he take the body shots, the body assault? You know, uh, Billy's going to have to use that magical footwork that he's got. And believe me, it's magical. Going up to David Lemieux and the guy that he fought when he fought when I was there. I was there actually for the when he fought at the football club. It's Sufi. Yeah, Sufi. Billy. Once Billy said, "Nah, you ain't hitting me no more like that." It was just magical, and uh, <laughs> my son <laughs> always interrupted me. But um, that is a hell of a fight, and uh, we people talk about the the Lara fight with uh, Canelo. But I've watched that fight so many times, and I think people were I don't know. It's all about per, uh, perspective at the end of the day, because what I saw was Canelo just keep coming forward, and um, you know, are you gonna win a fight against? The biggest draw going backwards, and I don't think he did that. So I guess what that's what they're looking at. Um, Lara Southpaw, mover, Billy's the same mover. Um, so yeah, I, it's a fantastic. I'll be definitely tuning in because that fight is going to be so. And, and all the best to Billy. Don't underestimate Billy Jones because that's what people done with Tyson Fury. <laughs> now we all know what happened there. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's the gypsies now. <laughs> Are you going to make a pick? I have to go with my guy Billy Joe Saunders because he's a he's a great guy and I've, I've watched him come up from when he, you know, when he was with Jimmy in the Peacock Gym at the beginning. And um, I just I, I just want the best for these people, especially because when you when you know them, you can relate to them. And why, what would I look like supporting a Mexican? Because a Mexican ain't supporting me. <laughs> he ain't. He ain't. Well, I don't think if it comes down to it, Mexican against a UK man, the Mexican's gonna support the Mexican. So I'm, I'm UK. I'm Billy Joe Saunders, and um, Billy Joe Saunders to box his way to a unanimous 12 round decision. Brilliant, Sunday, always a pleasure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Enjoy the sunshine. Yes, sir. thank you. Cheers.
Razavani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me, I got world title challenger Huey Fury. Huey, how you doing, pal? You're right. Yeah, we're all good. I said there to your father as well. You've travelled a lot. You went to Bulgaria. You fought in London. You fought uh, in Monte Carlo. All over the world. It must be nice when you're fighting at home. Listen, it's lovely to be back home in my own crowd and. Uh, like you say, we don't have to travel far, that's for sure. So it's nice just to put a show on and uh, in front of my own fans. I'll be just talking off camera there about your condition. Uh, I said to myself, uh, you know, I've been to many of your fights, it's probably the best I've seen you look. Uh, yeah, what have you done different? Like you say, yeah, just in time as well. Like I say, I'm, I'm getting older, I'm becoming more mature. Uh, like I say, this is probably the heaviest I've waited in for a while. And uh, yeah, it's just natural, just the progress of uh, training and stuff. And I'm feeling fit, feeling good, I'm ready to go. Your resume of fighters that you fought, Povetkins, the Pulevs, uh, the Parkers, fought for world title obviously, you're still very, very young. You've obviously learned a lot, but what would you say were the key things that you've learned from those defeats that you can take forward? Like I say, the key things I've learned is what you're going to see on Saturday night. It's like I say, we've been putting all these things, I've been fighting all these major fights with one hand basically, and uh, people's going to see a big difference and uh, a shock. Was it necessary for you to change your training and change the way you fight? Yeah, 100%, like you say to you, it was frustrating for myself uh, going into these big fights and not being able to let them right hands off and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been frustrating times for us, but we've uh, proceeded through and it's got me to where I am today. Obviously, 2020 is just started, we were in the first quarter, first fight, March. Um, ideally, what's your plans for the year? What do you want to do and where do you want to end up in the I year? I say I'm never afraid to fight anyone, so hopefully we're getting some good fights there this year and get back into that mandatory position. The heavyweight division is booming right now. 100%. We've just got Dylan White, Povetkin announced, uh, Joshua Ulev, Chizora Usyk won't be far off from being announced. Um, your cousin, obviously Tyson, uh, went and did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah, listen, like I say, you've got to give fair credit to him. He put on a hell of performance and uh, he's put it down, hasn't he? He's put it down as one of the greats. We've, obviously, you know him very well. Everyone has known Tyson for that, to be that kind of fighter that sits on the back foot, faints a lot, jabs a lot, makes you miss. Did you know he had that style in him? Yeah, 100%. Like I said to you, he knew, we knew he was going to come forward and, and I basically done exactly what he said. Uh, when he put when he was on the weighing scales and he weighed heavy, so obviously with that weight he wasn't going to box around the ring, was he? So he didn't obviously have to do. when you both were at Wilder's fight, uh, when he jumped into the ring and they had that confrontation, uh, they both he, he told him there and then what I was going to do to you many years ago, uh, and he, and he did it. Exactly. One thing Tyson is, he does what he says, and he, he, fair play to him, he did it. Mm. Hugh, you've taken defeats yourself, and you've always been kind of man enough to accept those defeats. Um, what did you make of uh, Deontay's? I say it's a cock of shit part of my language, but uh, at the end of the day, people who to make excuses, he says he's a fighting man, and um, like I say, if he thinks he was an excuse, he's got the rematch, so just take it, be silent, let your fist do the talking. He's uh, brought up the excuse, after the fight he said it was problems with issues in the background, and then a few days later he come out with his suit, so... To be honest with you, I don't really, it's just an excuse. He's just making anything to get in the public size, but to be honest with you, he's just, he can't believe he got beat up in that fashion and that everything's coming up with all these excuses, but that's it. The same thing will happen again probably sooner. Do you, do you, do you think he should take the rematch straight away? 
Um, we'll see what Joshua win. I think whatever he's going to do, the same outcome is going to come. So I reckon that he's definitely going to use his contract. It'd be stupid really not to. So because obviously it's a big payday for him. Mm. Obviously he didn't like Povetkin's uh, announcement. He obviously fought Povetkin. Um, Dylan obviously had a kind of tough year last year. Um, it's a great matchup. But what are your thoughts on? I can say Povetkin's very dangerous early on, uh, but um, it'd be a very good fight. Uh, like I say, I fancy Dylan more in the later rounds. Uh, but the exciting one last. Joshua, obviously, against his mandatory. Obviously, everyone wants to see Joshua in there with Tyson now for the undisputed. But obviously, when you're a world champion, mandatories come upon you. And he has to fight Kubrat Kulev, somebody you went and fought in his backyard in Bulgaria. Um, Tricky yeah. prayer? Like you say, he is, uh, he's very good. He can't take nothing away from Kulev. Um, obviously, I suffered with a big cut going into that fight. But it's one of them. Uh, but like you say, it'd be an interesting fight that will be. To finally finish off with you, uh, what can we expect tomorrow night, uh, Huey? Exciting fireworks. <laughs> Huey, rest, recover, uh, and we'll surely hopefully catch up with you post-fight tomorrow. 100%. God Huey Fury for IFL TV, thank you very much. Razaban here for IFL TV in association with MTK Global with me. I've got Peter Fury. Peter, you alright? Always a pleasure, yeah. Great to see you here today in Manchester. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, <laughs> fight night now. Week's over and uh, away we go. This is a bit I like, getting uh, getting in the ring and get, letting them fight. That's the main thing. I was going to say, you've, you've obviously been on the road many times with, with, uh, with Huey. It must be nice when you're in your own backyard and, and things are a bit more easier. It is, it's uh, you know, we just drove down from home here, you know, and uh, I think we've booked one night in the hotel, <laughs> you know, Friday and then flight night, which is today. So, like I said, it's uh, it's on the doorstep, so perfect. Everyone keeps talking about how Huey's been in there with the very best, but people need to remember he's still very young and got a lot to show yet. I've been seeing a lot of interviews of yourself this week talking about potentially seeing a new style for Huey, but could you elaborate a little bit further? Huey's improving, you're looking at a young heavyweight that's been coming up through the ranks and uh, he's getting better and better all the time. Look at his body structure, you know, he's weighing on the scales there, 17 stone something, you know, he's healthy, he's fit, he's lean, you know, when he fought Povetkin, he was 16 stone, 14 pound heavier of muscle. That's not because of mainly anything else, but obviously it's it's the work what uh, Peter Clark's been doing, our strength and conditioner, and more so than anything. He's getting older, he's maturing. You know, this guy's six foot six, so like I said, he is developing, he's getting strong, but he's putting the right uh, size on. Also, he's boxing, you'll see a big difference in it. Obviously, obviously, his previous fight with Parker, Pule, Povetkin, these are world champions that he's fought. What has he taken on from there? What has he learned from those 
defeats. But what he's learned from them defeats is the fact that, you know, these people are not bothering him. You know, he's getting in there, they're not phasing him, he's not hurt by his own. You know, it's just been, you know, where two different situations. He's developing, isn't he? You know, you know, to be a complete fighter, you've got to go through all these uh, trial and errors. We're not talking of a kid here who's 30 or 32 having these losses. We're talking of a young man learning his game. So let's have a look at the progression come tomorrow, because I think people will see this this young fella's arrived. Because if he can if he can fight on this top level with one hand, let's face it, it's one-handed. Not, not because he's fighting with one hand because he's had an injury, that's not the case. But that's all he's been doing, he's been fighting with one hand. So if he can do that with one hand, wait until he starts using both, and you're going to see both Saturday night. As his father, mentor, coach, was it necessary for you to adapt his style? Well, yeah, when you see what we've done with him and uh, the things we've been working on, it is. He's a very uh, complex character, as you anyway. So we've had to uh, really have a look at it. And he's worked tirelessly on it and uh, he's perfected it, so he's more than ready. And he's got all the tools to, to do a very good job. We're obviously in the first quarter of 2020. Ideally, what would you like to see Fury? How many fights this year? Uh, and where do you want him to end up in, you know, at the, yeah. towards the end of the year? We want to see Yuri in three fights this year. Um, you know, I'm not really keen on these non-entities, these no-names, mm. because you've still got to train hard for them, because, you know, they can be spoilers and they can give you a bad night if you're not on your game. But can, can it be difficult for someone like Huey to get himself up for these kind of fights when he's been with the likes of Parker, Pulevs, etc.? I think he can because he's bringing something new to his game. So now he's, he's trying it out, you know, so he's, he's, he's well up for this fight. He wants to show people what he can do, so that's all good. But we'd like him, you know, let's get this fight out of the way, all being well. And um, we'd like probably a known name next time, you know. Not on about for eliminators, nothing like that, but somebody who's known where we, he can get, a, get up for it. Peter, I can't let you go without asking you, the heavyweight division is booming right now. Eddie's announced some huge monster events. Yeah, yeah. Joshua Pulev, White, Povetkin, I think Chizora Usyk. Uh, yeah, yeah. Potential rematch Tyson and uh, Wilder in, in July. Um, just want to get your thoughts on obviously Tyson's performance and obviously as his previous coach. Uh, he surprised everybody with the tactics and the way he fought. Normally he fights on the back foot, faints a lot, jabs a lot. Did you always know he could do that? Against Wilder it was the right thing to do and he done a spot on perfect performance. So, you know, that's, it, it, it is what it is. You know, Wilder, he was found wanting, very vulnerable. You know, when he couldn't deal with it, he's got, there's no plan B there, is there? You know, when he found that it was coming on to him, and he felt the power of him as well, he just, his, his legs went from round one. He couldn't get his legs, could he? You know, a little bit like Joshua with um, similarities with Ruiz. You know, it's a similar kind of scenario. You know, when he, when he had a problem, he couldn't deal with it, because he's been so used to knocking people out. You know, he didn't envisage that happening to him, but it did. So when you go back to Wilder's amateur days and have a look at him, when people bulled into him, you put him over. You know, so, like I said, it was the right tactics and the right thing to do because Wilder, as soon as he got stunned, and let's not forget the right hands to the body, you know, softened him right up. They hurt them shots. Of course he can punch. So what I'm saying to you, it was the right thing to do and he done, he done absolutely the right way. But Wilder, you see him there, you know, he was stood like I'm stood when my feet square. You know, what do you think you're going to do there? So he was very, very vulnerable. He's going nowhere. So he done well to last the seven. What did you make of his reasons for defeat? 
Well, how long did he have to prepare for it? Three months? Yeah, he fought last in November, I believe, so... Well, he said in previous, he's always ready, and he's, he's this and he's that, and uh, all the build-up to it. There was, no, there was no complaints then, was there? So, you know, Wilder can come back, but like I said, he's... Uh, there's no excuses there. He got beat. They got beat by the better man. That's it. Pete, you're a boxing man. Normally, sometimes in generations, you have some fighters who always have a bogeyman. Can Can Tyson beat Wilder's bogeyman? He, in many's eyes, he he won the first fight, convincingly beat him in the second fight, and the third fight. Do you think it's even easier for him? I just I just think Wilder's been exposed really, and Wilder's got to you know he's gonna have to work on his he's gonna have to work on his. Uh, his defence game for a start, and, and accept that he's going to take punishment. You know, can he deal with it? That's the issue. He might not be able to deal with it at all. Could the, sec the third could go exactly the same as the, the second, only sooner. You know, because you know, is that his Achilles' heel? As you know, is that his problem? So, you know, it might not be a training issue. Could be psychological. There's a load of things to think about. Like I said, but let's see what he's about because in his third fight. It's shit a bus for him, isn't it? So he'll either get it right and show people his true qualities, or he's just got to accept that he's just got beat by the better man, hasn't he? You know? Dylan White's in the background waiting for his shot. He obviously fights Povetkin. I just want to get your thoughts on, on that fight. You've obviously been in there with Povetkin. Uh, Dylan White's obviously had a tough year last year back end with a couple of issues, but he's back and ready now. Um, good fight for Dylan? I think it is. I think uh, Povetkin's dangerous. He's still got that ambition. He's, um, he wants it. Like I said, uh, you know, let's not forget Povetkin is 40 now, or 41. 41. So like I said, you know, um, Ilian's a proper big heavyweight, you know, and he does struggle the second half of his fights. So I think it's a case of Gillian just getting behind his jab, you know, not doing anything silly early on. And, you know, second half of the fight, I think he can take over. So uh, like I said, if he paces it right, but that's, you know, Povetkin's no, uh, he's not a monk Povetkin. We know all the fans want this big undisputed clash uh, right now, but obviously Anti Joshua has his mandatory in Pulev. You've been to Bulgaria, you fought Pulev. Um, a lot of people say it's a walk in the park for, for Anti Joshua, but obviously you've studied Pulev. What can he can he cause any problems, Anthony? Styles make fights, and nobody's a walk in the park on a world level. You know, to say people's a walk in the park, it doesn't happen. You can have a problem with anybody whether he's a world champion or not. This is a very complex game. So I don't see it as a walk in the park, no. I don't think uh, Pula's going to get done early or quickly or anything. You know, it'll be, uh, you know, he'll be in for um, a tough night himself. These men can, they can both fight, can't they? So like I said, it's, uh, they should come through. Both of them should come through the fights. But it's not a foregone conclusion. It's not like, you know, it's a whitewash. You know, it's 60% Joshua. Maybe 40% Pulev. It's like that. Same with Dillian White with uh, Povetkin. It can easily go the other way. You know. But like I said, the thing is with um, Pulev though, he's not a big puncher. There is that. So that'll be a downside. He's a very good boxer. He distances as well, and it's very awkward to get behind that jab. And uh, he does pace his game very good. He's very calm. You know, he does his boxing very well, Pulev. And he's cagey as well. So like I said, it won't be a walk in the park. Peter, uh, wish you nothing but the best tomorrow night. Yeah. Go enjoy yourself Friday, uh, rest, recover, uh, and we'll surely catch up with you after the fight. Perfect. Peter, for you for IFL TV, thank you very much. You're welcome.